Welcome back to the Mountains in the Sea, where we find the highs and lows of each and every Prince album every other week. I'm Christy. And this is Josh. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today, we are rounding out the coverage of all the official things included in Sign of the Times Super Deluxe. We have made it to the DVD. It's the last of the discs. That's right. There's plenty more to talk about in the Sign of the Times era. Oh, yes. And we're we'll not, get there. Yeah. We're not done yet. But no. this is the DVD, which we've been waiting to watch until we were going to cover it for the show. Exactly. Here we are at the end of March 2021, finally watching a DVD that came with this set that came out back in September of uh-huh. 2020. Yep. It's been literally sitting in there for half a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> It includes a few things. Yep. It has a menu, first of all. It does. It's very exciting. We've had other official things that had a video attached, and it just like you put it in and it started. Right. Yeah. This has an actual menu with video behind it and things to choose from. So you can choose to play the concert. Which we'll talk about in just a minute. Which is basically like play all. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can go through the set list. Yes, where which you can is, select tracks. Where you can select individual tracks. And then there's videos from Sign of the Times that were included. I was like, what in the hell is this? So there's three options. Play concert, set list. Those two make sense. And then videos uh, you're like, like what is the rest of this aren't they all videos <laughs> what, what, but what they meant was music videos music videos yes you know what we got a menu i'm not gonna quibble okay i was just <laughs> like i don't know i'm a little dumbfounded by this menu and didn't we find a little glitch too if you make it through the entire concert if you get to the end it takes you back to the menu which makes sense but the menu then doesn't work yeah it has the options but there's no little heart symbol that serves as your cursor to show you around yeah it's like trying to play the interactive dvd from back <laughs> <Yeah>. in the day <laughs> that's true it works if you try uh-huh i had to turn it off and turn it back on again yes you did it was the old it trick that's right if it doesn't work have you tried turning it off and yeah. turning it back on again the next step was having the it guy come in our house <laughs> move <laughs> <laughs> he smells like funyuns he does <laughs> So, yes, I was excited, too, to see there was a proper menu, Mm -hmm. and um, it's usable. It was fine. So, let's talk a little bit about the concert itself. All right. It was at Paisley Park, December 31st, 1987. Yes. Very exciting. New Year's Eve. It's considered a one-off performance, Uh but it's really sort of the finale for the Sign of the Times tour. I can see it both ways. Yeah. It yep. was uh, the only Sign of the Times tour stop, quote unquote, in the U.S. It was all right. Europe. That's right. Aside from also, I guess, if you don't count the First Avenue shows that were like right. warm-ups for it too. But Right. They weren't yeah. officially tour stops, but yeah, I guess neither was this. Yeah. They weren't in a stadium or yep. an arena somewhere. 
Yeah. This was a ticketed event, though. Yep. It was $200 a ticket, Mm -hmm. which translates to over $460 in 2021 money. Yeah, I would say that was a pricey ticket. Yeah, it was an upper class event. And it was a fundraiser. Right. Yes. It was to benefit the Minneapolis Coalition for the Homeless. Yeah, which is really awesome. Yeah. And and knowing that, I wish that that had been included somewhere. On the DVD also, because there were parts of some of the things that happened, which we'll get to like right off the bat, that don't really make an awful lot of sense unless you know that it was a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important part of history and also important to know why was it so dang expensive to get in here? Yeah. It wasn't just because it was an exclusive come see Prince in Paisley Park, his uh-huh. brand new place. It was much more important than that. Yeah. I mean, that really could have been solved with just a title card. Yeah, that any, said anywhere, you know, right at the beginning. Yep. That said that. But unfortunately, they did not. We have uh, the band, the touring band. Same same guys, same yeah. ladies. Sheila E., Levi Caesar Jr., Miko Weaver, Dr. Fink, Bonnie Boyer, Eric Leeds, Atlanta Bliss, Wally Stafford, Greg Burks, and Kat. Correct. Everybody's there. And Prince. And then, and Prince, of course. And special guest, Miles Davis. Right. The only time that they ever performed on the same stage together. Yeah. We selected. Actually, I guess we should say, too, we're kind of covering this as a DVD watching experience, not as a, ooh, let me write down time codes and let's analyze this music. We thought, you know, we've done that with the concert film. We did it with the entire box set up to this point, which included a live show, you know, in Holland. Um, so this was like, uh, let us sit down and just watch this together for, you know, the straight through yeah. from start to finish and just cover it as a concert watching experience. Yeah. So that's I how mean, we're going to handle this one. That's basically exactly what we did. We've never, we, I don't think we've ever done this before where we sat down and watched it and like made notes. And I think we paused to like get a snack because it's two and a half hours long. Yeah. You know, bathroom breaks and snacks. And other than that, we haven't, we didn't make a bunch of notes, do a bunch of time. I did a little research ahead of time to find out, you know, about the concert itself, but this is our stream of consciousness. So I'll include clips where I can and where I can find them. Yeah. I um, think we're like 45 minutes removed from finishing this. And yeah. Coming in here to yes. tell you our thoughts. That's right. Because we know you're dying to hear them. I mean, it was a performance. So here we are with performance art. That's a, <laughs> that's right. Give you our thoughts. <laughs> yep. Prince quietly intros the show. Good evening. I can't thank you all enough for coming out and sharing this night with us. It's very important. Um, There's a lot of things I could say about 87. Pro and con, mostly pro. But I'm not a speech maker, so I'll do what I do best. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. I had to turn the volume up to be able to hear what he was saying. And there's like feedback and static under his yeah. voice in that part too, which is kind of strange. Uh-huh. And then... Short little speech. Yeah. And then the whole... The music comes on. I had to turn the volume back down again because it was way too loud. Yeah. I mean, like, if you there is such a kids, thing... turn that down. <laughs> yeah. This was the part immediately that would have made a lot more sense... Had you known going into it, you know, or a title card or something that, you know, on December 31st, 1987, 
Prince invited X number of guests into Paisley Park to, you know, raise awareness and money for the Minneapolis Coalition, coalition of for the Home for the Homeless. Minneapolis Co- Coalition for the Homeless. Yeah. Um, because he says, I want to thank you all for coming out tonight. It's very important. Yeah. Which sounds selfish yeah. unless you know like, the reasons. Especially when he goes on to say, there's a lot I can say about 87, pro and con, mostly pro. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really make you all that special. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people there had great things and not so great things to say about the year uh-huh. as usual. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was my initial thought was, wow, I wish that had been contextualized a little bit more. Yeah, me too. He tells everybody, go on, dance. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Y'all want to dance? It's cool. Yeah. Like, it's a party. Right. It's not so yeah, much it's, a... It's a loose thing. Yeah. A little more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he looks super happy to be up there. Yeah, Singing does. about a machine gun with a smile on his face. Uh, naturally. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, right off the bat, I was a little surprised by the video quality. It was better than I had imagined mm-hmm. it would be, considering, you know, it's all shot on what I believe would be inexpensive, inexpensive videotape, not on 35 millimeter, 35 millimeter film like the concert right. was shot on. You know, it has that kind of camcorder feel to it a little uh, bit a little bit but there it's i mean got there like was the super fast frame rate it's ultra smooth and yeah you know it yeah. feels a little soap opera-y okay that's fair yeah but they i mean they had some good switching mostly there were a few yeah. spots where it was like ooh, somebody is confused or didn't exactly know what was going to happen but i would say switching and stuff were pretty good i'd say overall the quality of it was Yes, quite good. It's good considering it sat uh, in a dark box somewhere for thirty-something mm-hmm. years. Yeah, um, it did have like the plasma ball overlay <laughs> effect, you know, on the beginning, um, but it's not obnoxious and it's not goofy. It's not there later. The overlay will get there. What do you mean it's not there later? <laughs> I mean, I, a... If I go back and watch it, I bet it's still there. <laughs> I meant it's not annoying in that spot. Oh, okay. At the beginning. Later, it's less effective. Okay. I see what you're saying. (laughs) It's not annoying there. Not, it's not there. Yeah, right. I see. All right. Yeah. I thought that the opening of this thing also begs the question, how fast does this man's hair grow? Yes. For crying out loud. Like the year before, under the Cherry Moon parade tour, you know, he has pretty short hairdo. Mm-hmm. And now it is uh, like longer and almost fluffy. double the length that it was in the concert film that was shot in June. So like in six months, it had doubled in length. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. He must be taking the right kind of vitamins or something. Well, certainly he's got people looking after him. That's but true. His hair grows fast. <laughs> his black trench coat was super cool. Yeah. I was kind of impressed by not just the video quality, but also the commitment to the Sign of the Times look and feel was mm-hmm. still there. It wasn't the entire stage set, which I found a little interesting because we know they had set it all up there before to film the concert video. But maybe they had to return that backdrop to the dinner theater. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, there was some 
fun inflections in his voice and the choruses. Those mm-hmm. were that's you know the special things about live performances. Yeah, they're all different. It many times. Yeah. Great instances of uh, you know guitar soloing and mm-hmm. just playing a little different because it's mostly him with a mostly Prince on stage with a guitar and a drum machine. So he's got the freedom to change it up and not really throw anybody off. Line comes in, it's very similar to the concert film in that way. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so it's fun. And then play in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the horn sounded a little weird, and I was trying to figure out what it was. They almost a little flat at the beginning. Um, and I, I couldn't decide if it was just because it was an old recording or if. I don't know how much mixing they did to this, but if they did any, or if the horns were just turned up too loud where they were recording the audio for this, or, I don't know, they were a little loud and didn't seem quite right to me. I did not notice, but I believe you. Okay. I didn't notice then, but they are now. Maybe they weren't flat when we watched it before to your right. ears, maybe but they're... maybe they are now. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they sound better now. Maybe they fixed it. <laughs> we noticed during this that his guitar is wireless. Actually, you noticed. I was like, like, is that a wireless guitar? Well, because he spun a couple of times while he was yeah. playing. He did that in the concert film, he, too. He did, but it was a little more reckless. A little more free. In this one? In this one, those spins, the way he did them, and that's when I was I was looking for the chord oh. for his guitar. Like, how did he not get wrapped up in that chord? That's amazing. And then I realized that's because it's chordless, and it wasn't until later that I saw the little pack yeah. is in the guitar strap. Yes. Which is, I think, really cool for the 80s. It is very like, cool. Uh, while we were watching it, I took the time to venture over to Wikipedia to see, well, when did the wireless microphone and guitar, like, get invented? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had them in the late 80s. The patent was filed by Raymond A. Litke, an American electrical engineer, in 1957. Wow. To meet the multimedia needs for television, radio, and classroom instruction in the original patent. Did not include New Year's Eve concert celebrations. No, well. Then for the industry, the Schaefer Vega Diversity System, SVDS, was a wireless guitar system developed in 1975 and 76. A handheld microphone version was introduced in 1977, and it was the first cordless system to be adopted by major rock acts, um, and it solved all the technical problems with earlier wireless systems and gave way to reliable sound and freedom of movement and then elaborate multi-level stages and arenas like what we saw uh, with Sign of the Times and obviously acts leading up to them. The first was used by Pink Floyd, 
The oh. Rolling Stones, ACDC, and Kiss. Very cool. So there you go. Yeah. A little techno geeky stuff for you. Super. I can see why Prince would be maybe a slightly late adopter of that on tour, particularly in Europe. You don't want to buy equipment in the U.S. that isn't going to work in Europe. I know he's got plenty of people to help you him with that. You have to buy that, those but... plug adapters. That's the main reason. Yeah. It's a hassle. <laughs> and then uh, we get just a little hint of Little Red Corvette. Yes, Prince loses his black overcoat and he sits at the piano like in the concert film, but he's got his peach pants on, a peach vest, and a, his black puffy pirate shirt <laughs> is on full display there with yep. uh, his big black buttons. Yep, it's just a little short. We get uh, Cat's sort of interpretive dance right. slash aerobics. Yes. So that was kind of fun. It was. Yeah. Very short and sweet. Yep. And rolls into a song not played at, certainly not in the concert film or in the Holland show that we covered. Right. Erotic City. Yes. A fun surprise. Mm-hmm. And it would continue in this form into the Love Sexy tour and was one of the first songs played during the opening of that show, in fact. We get some silly punching choreography, a battle between Kat and Sheila, and uh, no live drums. No, because Sheila's down there yeah. fight dancing. Mystery song. There's a pre recorded drum track, and that happens a lot uh, during this tour, also. Mm hmm. Yep. Prince does lots of really cool splits. He does. And then there's a. Uh, the horn part from Sex Shooter is oh, in there also. Oh, that's what it was. I was like, there's another song. Yep. That's what it is. And then there's some fun dancing by Sheila on Prince's right, Prince center stage, and Cap to Prince's left. Uh-huh. And they do a little dance routine uh-huh. while that horn part plays. From Sex Shooter. Yeah, a little tribute to Apollonia 6. Yep. Yeah. And then Housequake. Here we go. So this, this was is what fun. we expected, right? Yeah. Well, this is fun because he, at the end of Erotic City, he gets the crowd to kind of join along. Yes. And as soon as they start doing it, he tells, uh, he <laughs> does the first line of Housequake. You're right. He Shut shuts up. him down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was, I thought was really funny. Very fun. Y'all say that right here. Say it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shut up already. Damn. Uh, his vest is unbuttoned now. Uh-huh. I think, you know, just like during the tour, he starts nice and made up and uh-huh. uh, starts losing stuff. <laughs> they all do a very good job of jumping together in time. Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, he tells them what to do. You well, put your foot down, down on the two. Uh-huh. You, jump you jump up, up on, on the, the one. one. And hey, now you're having fun. Uh-huh. Gonna show you what to do. Put your foot down on the two. Jump up on the one. Now you're having fun. Uh, you're doing they it. better be having fun or they're going to get fined. Yes. Smiles all around. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of hand signals to Sheila, too. He, like... Holds up a three at one point, holds up a five at one point to indicate the number of hits before continuing. Uh-huh. Um, but otherwise, I thought this was pretty close to the concert film performance of Housequake. Uh, he really enjoyed calling Eric Leeds to play. 
Yeah. When he says, and the saxophone yeah. is the fault, it's a big smile on his face. Yeah, didn't he say, y'all got it, or something like that? Something he kind of like steps that. aside and lets the band take over. And then he sh- goes and shows off for some ladies in the crowd. All he has yes. to do is stand near them and they're beside themselves naturally and naturally they're standing beside themselves looking at themselves with their big hair <laughs> yes fairy fairy big hair yep and some shoulder pads mm-hmm. i saw those too naturally yeah and then we get just a little bit of slow love it was the right amount of slow love for me. It sure was. That's <laughs> what I wrote down also. I'm like, oh, the first verse and the chorus only. I'm actually okay with that. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, not our favorite song on tour. I think for the Holland show, we kind of felt like it almost was kind of a downer after a yeah. you know fast opening few songs and then slow love kind of brings it down. I realize it's in the title, slow. <laughs> Yeah, but we get just a little bit of it. And again, I wish that Prince's voice would have been a little louder. The drum overpowered him just a little bit there. But, you know, then we get Do Me Baby. Yeah, it rolls right into Do Me Baby. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, drum machine again. Mm-hmm. He does some hand gestures back to the crowd right on his rear end. Did yeah, you see that? I saw it? that. He takes off his bolero jacket uh-huh. and then like. Oh no, waves a toot at the... That's what it looks like. (laughs) He's like, put his hand down behind his butt and waggled his fingers. Yes. So I don't know if he was trying to bring attention to his... Derriere? Perhaps. Or maybe he was trying to give some air to his derriere. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, But this has got a drum machine that you'd also hear during the Love Sexy Tour. If you've heard Love Sexy Live, then this will sound real familiar to you. But I was thinking this entire time, you know, I'd much rather hear Do Me Baby than Slow Love. Yeah. So this is a nice exchange and uh, a nice addition in exchange for uh, truncating Slow Love to us. So thank you very much for doing that. Yeah, I also appreciate this that. This was the first time that we saw faces in the crowd too, at least that I saw. Uh-huh. Uh, a bunch of white ladies with Big blonde hair. Uh huh. And they were overlaid prints. Yeah. Yeah. As he's saying. Yes. And this is where I was like, okay, I don't need to see A, people from the crowd for that long, or B, over top of prints. I don't need this overlay. It was too long. No. They've got two and a half hours of time to fill here. Uh-huh. So some creative. Video editing for 1987, I understood a little bit, but okay. I didn't like it at all. All right. But, and then we get to Adore, and then again, I was like, well, it's no less distracting when you put prints over prints with the overlay. I don't like that either. I think I just don't like the overlay. I guess not. Um, I was okay with it. I like that we get to see Eric Leeds. Up front and center at the beginning of it. I'm like, oh, look, no gray hair on Eric Leeds. He's a young man still. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I thought Princess Falsetto is super smooth considering how much dancing and aerobics have been going on up to this point. Um, with the suit and the hair no. getting looser, you know, Prince is starting to look more like Love Sexy Prince than Sign of the Times Prince, too, uh-huh. I thought. Um, but I just wanted to remark on the quality of his singing at this point is pretty impeccable. It's fantastic, and he's 
the falsetto is effortless and going from one octave to another is just effortless. Yeah. It's just um, amazing. It seems like nothing difficult to go, you know, a deep singing voice up to a, all the way up to falsetto yeah. is fantastic. He always made it look easy. Yep. Um, he also made it look easy to mix in some preaching. <laughs> yep. If you're ever feeling lonely, there's someone who can help you through that, and he gets everyone to point up high and says, he's right there. Uh-huh. So we get some uh, some preachy prints that's, mixed in. That's with right. Now just point your finger like that. That's who will help you. You understand? Wave your hand. Preachy Prince didn't exist until Larry Graham came along. Yeah. Oh, no. That's not true. Here you go. Yeah. Then we get I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. Things pick up. Yes. Slow songs. Rather quickly. Prince is off stage for a bit. Mm-hmm. For a little costume change and touch-up, it seems like. That's right. He adds the chunky necklace from the concert film Super video, too, cool. which is really cool. Um, it's got the same pants on, I think, but it's got a peach jacket uh-huh. with a little black pocket handkerchief. Uh-huh, and it's really ruched sharp. in the back. Yeah. So it's like, it, yeah. like, like almost like a cutout in the back. Yep. Where you see a little bit of his back skin. Yeah, and he's got that heart mirror on his wrist. Yep. Also from the video, and it would live on into Love Sexy 2. Yep. Uh, the Love Sexy tour. Um, we get the same stage antics from the concert film with Wally and Brooks at a bar and Kat playing the part of the longing woman who wants a one-night stand with Prince, but Prince is going to take the higher ground. I thought her interpretive dance here was a little silly. It's a little overdramatic. There's a lot of overdramatic stuff <laughs> all over the place here. I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, but I did think that his guitar solo and the jazzy breakdown... Super cool, as usual. And for most of it, he's playing with no guitar pick. Did you notice that? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if he dropped it or if, you know, like I said, we watched it once straight through. So at some point later, he's got his pick back. But for the guitar solo and the little jazzy breakdown part, no pick at all. And I know, also noticed he was very not bothered by the corner of his peach jacket kind of getting in the way of his hands and guitar. It was like dangling over the strings for almost the entire thing. It's part of his jacket that I would think as a guitar player that might be a little distracting, but um, not, not so much. Prince, no. Yep. Then we have the What's Your Name Jam. Yeah, this was played in rehearsal a lot, and it's sort of... Uh, Kind of an extracted part of Love or Money. Okay. Um, and also contains a little guitar part from Let's Go Crazy Dance Mix. And that repeating, well, it's very re- repetitive at first because we get this, you know, Lynn drum machine beat and a little guitar riff for, I don't know, four minutes? A long time. A long time before this chant of baby, baby. Uh-huh. What's your name? And it never really goes anywhere. No, you know, not really. There. Yeah, Kat's just dancing on stage, yeah. kind of poorly lit. It was very dark. And in a black two-piece outfit instead of her peach dress. Yes. Uh, and that rolls right into like the little 
Lindrum beat continues and Prince just launches right into the first verse of Let's Pretend We're Married. Mm-hmm. I think if this was a stadium full of fans, you would have heard a lot of screaming. Yep. Here the audience is a little subdued to begin with and kind of low in the mix. You don't really hear the audience much. Um, right. So that doesn't happen. But we get a Let's Pretend We're Married snippet. Mm-hmm. It gets all soulful. It does. Then we get some soul rockabilly with Delirious. Yes. It rolls right into that. We get like hardly any of it. Just a little bit. A little bit of fun. It is fun. It gets through the first verse in the chorus. Yep. And rolls right into... Jack You Off. Yeah. And this again was kind of repurposed in the Love Sexy Tour during kind of a hits portion uh-huh. of the first part of the opening act of the tour. They would roll through these in the same kind of arrangement, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun to hear here in a, like a early form. Right. Yeah. And he's like singing. Then all of a sudden he runs away. Yeah. He like disappears off the stage, runs around the back. Yep. Off he goes. And we see uh, Miko looking cool in his sleeves only shirt. It was He had no shirt on, but he did have sleeves. No, I didn't notice that. He had sleeves that matched his hat and a fringed necklace. Oh, I gotcha. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it was instead of a short sleeve shirt, he had a uh, sleeves only shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It was a shirtless shirt. Yeah. Not a sleeveless shirt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not minus sleeves, it's minus shirt. Right. Only sleeves. It's a a torso-less shirt. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I don't know. What would you say? It's a, it's a Corliss shirt. I don't know, but it was kind of fun. If you shopped at the Miko grocery store, the sign out front would say, Sleeves and shoes required. <laughs> <laughs> Not a shirt and shoes required. Basically, we get the Sheila E. drum solo, similar to the concert film 2 introduction by mm-hmm. Levi Caesar, uh, Caesar Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, Sheila. I don't think he says E. I think he just says Sheila. Yep. On the drums, ladies and gentlemen, Sheila. Uh, and there's some terrible close-ups of Sheila with her face obscured by the drum kit, you know. Here's it's the so... bottom of a drum. Right. Look at that. Yeah. With I mean, dr- I guess they did the best they could, but... Where I'm used to the concert film where the drum solo uh, is shot beautifully and has that overhead camera and, yeah. um, you know, is very well set up. And that's not the case here. Yeah. I, well, that was my note, too. I'm like, we we're really spoiled from the awesome shots that they had in the concert film. Yeah. And they had two different angles where all you saw was the bottom of a drum and Sheila's hair. Uh, the top of her big poofy hair. Yeah, and that was that. And yeah. I was like, okay. Did well. you notice too near the end as her drum solo is like culminating and she's going nuts on the drums, the Hot Thing drum track started playing behind her for, oh. I don't know, six, seven, eight seconds. Sounded like a mistake to me. Oh, okay. Check that out. Yeah. She doesn't just hit the symbols. Yeah. This one. She's punching she the does. symbol. Hands up. Yeah, she's fists. like, I mean, a closed fist. She is punching a symbol. Sheila V. Symbols. Fisticuffs. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
think she won. Those yeah. uh, powder blue drum kit did not stand a chance. No, she it did was going to beat the tar out of it. It's a very pretty drum kit, though. Yeah, it was pretty. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of the Madhouse track 12 near mm-hmm. the end of Sheila's drum solo and a very, very fast sax solo by Eric Leeds, which is your clue to know that, oh, this is the next song. Mm-hmm. And that 12 from Madhouse would run into the song Sister during the Love Sexy Tour during mm-hmm. this delirious Jack You Off 12 Sister cool medley. Then we get Hot Thing. The plasma ball is back, mm-hmm. and we get the gawking at cat and the uh-huh. objectification that we saw in the concert film. Yep. And not, do you want her? I thought this was going to set you off. Maybe you didn't hear it. Maybe I shouldn't even say it. No, go ahead and say it. So Prince says, you know, he's pointing out to his buds, cat, who we don't even see. Right. You know, look, in the concert film, it's, do you want her? And here it's, do you want it? Brooks, tell me what that is. Uh, sweet, sticky thing. I know, that's right. Do you want it? Yeah! How about you? How about you? Oh, it. Yeah. Ooh. I thought that Christy was going to fly out of the recliner, but um, it got past her. I was making other notes because I was saying how it just didn't age well after Me Too. But that, to be fair, Kat... Did not look upset at all to be there. She looked like she was quite enjoying herself. Yes. So. For sure. And the black jacket is gone, revealing a black vest with white polka dots during Hot Thing. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was yep. more of a love sexy style that was kind of mixed in here. Yep. He you was know, starting the new thing. Yeah, he was. He was ready to move on. And we've got the same Prince and Cat choreography from the concert film with Cat and that same green leotard thing from uh-huh. the concert film yeah. and Prince sliding up oh, in between her legs and underwear and bra and then pulls off her little skirt the the tool yeah. that was a skirt yeah the, yeah that's what the I tear mean. away yeah. yeah the velcro tool yep yeah yeah so that happened yeah it did then we get uh if I was your girlfriend mm-hmm. a very long intro to it with some great bass playing like kind of really relaxed and cool grace uh great bass playing by Levi. Mm-hmm. Yep, and boy, they sure do show a lot of footage of them doing their cross-foot dancing. Oh my gosh, I'm like, this is like a silly foot routine. It's not complicated at all. It's a couple dumb dudes who are not dancers, and we get multiple close-ups from the waist down of their feet. Uh-huh, it was, we get Miko and Levi doing it, and yeah. then we also get... I think Greg and Bonnie doing it. I'm like, is he filming this to see if he needs to catch anybody doing it wrong? (laughs) What? Maybe. Why is so much of this in here? Like, this is not complicated or anything special, but it was a long lead in. So maybe Mm -hmm. they were just like, we got to show something else besides these guys just playing around in the dark. Yep. Um, Great vocals by Prince again. Over the Lynn drum machine, there's no Sheila on the drums. The uh-huh. drum kits, it's back there empty. So I don't know what here, maybe a break for Sheila. Could have been, yeah. honestly, after the drum solo and to give her a break. But, um, yeah, a drum machine. Yeah. Um, and he sings with his hand in his pocket. Yeah. It was very, very endearing. Yes, it is. Felt very... Yep, look how cute I am. Accessible and endearing. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I mean, I think... 
Prince wasn't one for proper posture and, you know, everything your music teacher taught you about your diaphragm and, nah, F that. He sings on his back, he sings while he's hunched over, and, you know, lots of stuff going on. That's right. I thought it ended weirdly with no, you know, it has that same kind of breakdown and the eerie synths that are going on, but there's no big heart mirror. Right. You know, for them to mess around with, and I mean, that's also weird, but somehow it was even more weird without it there. Yeah, where he walks around her and points at her and then yeah. takes her off the stage. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is a little high school musical-esque, and then that was coupled with the sound was a little more echoey on this track, I thought. Okay. And so it kind of sounded like it was being recorded in a high school musical theater. Oh. So it kind of right. all went together. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. No, just embrace it. Yeah. I mean, the song is weird, too. That's what makes it so great. Well, so that's I guess true. it all goes together. Yep. Then we have Let's Go Crazy. Yeah, I feel like this ended disc one, because that's sort of where the uh-huh. Holland show was yeah. split apart, weirdly. Yep. Uh, and But there was no, none of that wedding march. And, uh-huh, the uh, little compilation thing yeah, the marketplace that, kind of area mm-hmm. with uh, the salesmanship going on spider at, which d's was at big the, apple wrapping right yep. which was at the end of if i was your girlfriend uh-huh, positioned at, at the, the beginning, beginning of disc two which was weird before let's go crazy yeah on the holland show which yep. was yeah see that's weird too yep uh but we get let's go crazy yeah we get some hands in oh, silhouette, yes, praying right. hands held up yeah. a, a loft, which yeah. was a little weird, but okay, whatever. Yep. Uh, mostly drum machine again with Sheila on drums, but she gets up after the first verse and chorus to play like a smaller drum kit center stage uh-huh. for accents next to Prince. Yeah, which was fun. Yeah. He yells, <laughs> Happy New Year. Let's get up. Yeah. Happy New Year. I love a nice pinpoint. Yeah, that's you know, right. It's New Year's Eve, in case you didn't. You already, we already know it's 1987. He that's said that right. right at the beginning. Now we know for sure that's New right. Year's Eve. Yeah. And we get a little snippet of a song I had to look up. You were singing along to it when he starts getting the crowd to sing. Na, 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 uh-huh, na, yes. na, 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 like, na, 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 To me, it's always Boney Maroney. That's what I sung along with. That's what I knew it as, like this Uh dumb, I don't know. That's what both of my parents called me that when I was a (laughs) kid, Boney Maroney. But it's actually Land of a Thousand Dances, which Mm. was best known by Wilson Pickett from 1966, but the Wilson Pickett version is a cover of the original version from 1961, which was done by Chris Kenner. Okay, cool. Didn't know that. I had nope. to look it up. I was like, what is... Hey, Siri, what's the song that goes, nah, 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 <laughs> Okay, here's what I found. Thank you. <laughs> Lovely. Um, and more shave and a haircut uh-huh. wouldn't be a sign of the times tour without at least 
two references to shaving a haircut <laughs> right. on his guitar playing with the crowd. Let's go. Let's go. And then there was the trumpet player. Yeah, Atlanta Bliss. Uh-huh. He was back there playing the most white guy instrument ever he had like a can with beans in it oh yeah because there was was no it was a little shaker but he it was bigger and it wasn't like one hand being cool shaking the shaker it was two hands on a can either end of a can it was i just thought it was really funny I was like, that need to go back poor and Atlanta check Bliss. For a, is... We need to check for an overbite while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so we get that horn arrangement that kind of has this fanfare that leads up to the guitar solo. That's the signature of Let's Go Crazy, which is great. <laughs> down into wind doves cry yeah but the there's some feedback oh that's a i hear some feedback at the end of this one and i can't imagine and you're not talking about the kind of hey prince i have some notes for you Uh you're talking about the ear piercing (laughs) shriek of yep mics that aren't set up correctly Uh uh-huh yeah Yep, and then it goes into Wind Up's Cry, which is fun. Yeah, again, mostly drum machine with Sheila standing behind the drum kit, so I'm sure she's doing some accent hits or something with the cymbal, but it's mostly drum machine again, and it's full of some exhausting dance routines. Mm -hmm. They look exhausting to me. Culminating with Prince and company (laughs) around a red fire hydrant, lifting their legs when the dog samples from La 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 Hee 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 kick in near Uh the end. And at some point, you pretend to pee on the fire hydrant. Yes, all in unison. And so they're doing that, and I'm thinking, wasn't this the guy that didn't want starfish and coffee containing the word pee pee? Yep. But then here on stage, we can act it out. Maybe he had a change of heart after, you know, getting more into George Clinton and pee funk. (laughs) I don't think that's what the pee and pee funk stands for, but okay. It doesn't stand for that. There's a (laughs) lot of reference to pee in my cup in George Clinton's songs. Yeah, that's fair. Then we get Purple Rain. And again, a lot of feedback at the beginning of this one. Very true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very recognizable as Purple Rain. Yeah, which Um, was... Really fun when Prince finally does come out after a long intro. Yeah. He doesn't play Purple Rain. He does not. He plays Auld Lang Syne yep. for quite a while. Which yes. seems like the kind of thing that would he would not find cool. No, but it was super cool. Yeah. And he knows the notes really well, but uh-huh. seems as confused as all of us as to what the <laughs> hell we're singing about. So I took that as another opportunity as you know what? I probably look it up once a year and then immediately forget because I don't care. I think New Year's is like the dumbest holiday known to mankind. But it's a Scottish poem, Auld Lang Syne, that can be translated into standard English as old long since, or less literally, long, long ago, days gone by, or old times. And consequently, for Auld Lang Syne, as it appears in the first line of the chorus, might be loosely translated as... For the sake of old times. I never, ever remember that. But, again, a quick trip over to Wikipedia during the long intro to Purple Rain, a.k.a. (laughs) Auld Lang Syne, gave me the time today to educate myself and share it with you all again. Fantastic. 
He yells yee-haw in the middle of one of those guitar yes. solos. It's like oh, a like. country boy. Well, it's like almost like honorary Texan. He says y'all a lot. He does. And he says yee-haw. That's yeah. nice. I'm going to say y'all. I think Texans that's think they own y'all, but that's Georgia. That's a lot of things. Sorry, she's giving me an eye like she's born in Texas, which she's not either. I got here as fast as I could. I did not. <laughs> I, I ended up here. <laughs> lucky you. I was lucky. <laughs> so, I know we're both getting here. This part where Matthew comes on stage apparently to tell Prince that it's like near midnight. Yeah, he points at his watch. Yes. It's just very cute. It is very cute. Prince seems surprised, although they had to have rehearsed this. Yeah. Hands him a what looks like string to me, more like, is Prince going to fly a kite during Purple Rain <laughs> singing Auld Lang Syne? But no, it's some rig. That is tied to the top of the stage area that apparently is supposed to release something. Confetti or balloons or slime. I don't know what. <laughs> slime. <laughs> and Prince is struggling with it. All like 98 pounds of him. Uh-huh. Can't get it to do anything. And then Matthew comes pulls, back out pulls. on stage to help and nothing happens. Yeah, except that the string comes off completely. Correct. Lands all over Prince's guitar that he's got to kind of unwind himself. Matthew, come get your rope. Get all your rope. (laughs) Modern technology. Matthew, come get your rope. Come get all your rope. Modern technology. I love the fact that he called it rope. That's not rope. (laughs) Only to someone as small as Prince is that rope. That was string. It was almost silly string. <laughs> oh, I thought it was fishing line almost, but you can't actually see it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, that's really funny. That was funny. Because I he... could have seen him being pretty pissed, but he made it funny. Well, and then he runs over to the side of the stage, and there's balloons. Like a pillar he, of balloons. Like a pillar of floating balloons, and he hits them like he's trying to knock those down into the crowd, yeah. and he knocks them loose, and they float up. Yeah, they're all filled <laughs> with helium. <laughs> I'm like, that's the opposite of where he wanted that to go. I think there's a lot of mishaps with Prince and Balloons, come to think of it, because we haven't covered Diamonds and Pearls yet, although something tells me this year we will be. But when he was on Arsenio Hall to kick off Diamonds and Pearls uh, in 1991, there was a piano that he lifted the lid to, and a whole bunch of balloons came out of it at the end of Daddy Pop. He'd okay. been singing on top of it and jumped off it like six times during the show. And he lifts up the top of the piano, and all these balloons come out, and I think he kind of expected the top of the piano to stay open, and it came crashing back <gasps> down, and he nearly crushed his hands in it. I mean, it looked like he was milliseconds away from smashing his fingers in wow. this piano just to let some balloons out. So I don't know. I think that was four years later. So maybe after that, he maybe separated himself from balloons a little bit. <laughs> oh, and then finally, anticlimactically, the balloons get released. They do. They finally <laughs> fall and everyone's like, yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, they, you could kind of hear the audience go, oh, 
Oh, that's like, what that is. That's what he was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't slime after all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. So he adorns one of those plastic white recycled necklaces that you oh, can get from... Yes, a Party City Lay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I thought maybe it was from Dollar General down the street from Paisley Park before he launches into the proper version of Purple Rain, at least the first verse and the chorus and the guitar solo and the chant. Yeah. I don't know why he would put on a lay for that. It's not well, like maybe a Hawaiian it, maybe song. Maybe it was the theme of the night. There were white and black and gold ones handed oh, out or okay. something. That's what I was thinking. But it was also inexpensive to go mm-hmm. get. Yeah. Probably available. Mm-hmm. In Minneapolis or Chanhassen in late December after Christmas. Yeah. These are things they had in stock. Yeah. <laughs> we get some rock god guitar playing. Yeah, he did look like he enjoyed playing that quite a bit. Yes. Then we get 1999. Mostly a drum machine again with uh-huh. Sheila standing behind the drum kit hitting cymbals. Uh-huh. And Kat takes the first line. Yeah. And then our question from the last episode where we talked about the Holland show is answered. Who are these god-awful male singers? We blamed uh, Wally and Greg. Yeah. It wasn't Wally and Greg. Or I, I apologize. I might have said it could have been Dr. Fink, too. Yeah, I, I apologize to all of those people because as talented a guitar players as they are, Miko and Levi did not sing these this line well they should have had me up there <laughs> i mean you yeah. could have done a better job because yeah. you'd have spoke sung it in a way that when i woke up this oh, morning Josh, i could have sworn it was judgment stop. day sorry, <laughs> it was listeners was i'm really bad. sorry it was worse than that because there were two of them there's only one of them <laughs> Uh, there is one part of the song where Prince takes his guitar off and holds it behind him. This happened twice. I forget where else it was, but there's a guitar tech that knows exactly where to be to take Prince's guitar from him just out of the stage spotlight. You see a hand come in and take it away. It's not quite the magical Prince's guitar has evaporated into thin air, uh-huh. but it's close. Yeah. Well, yeah, the evaporating into thin air would happen later, yeah. but... Yeah. And- he didn't seem inclined to throw any guitars during this show. That's true. Well, if you like the beginning of You Got the Look and that held organ part, you're really going to love the live version, which holds that note for, I don't know. A long time. A long, long time. Uh-huh, yeah. Another overlong intro. And I was thinking, it's got to be, like, logistical in nature. I think um, there's like yeah. something going on. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, <laughs> then they have another bad camera angle. The band's all dancing like in the middle of the stage. Yeah, they're basically recreating the choreography of the video. Right. And they all we see is their behinds. That's right. Like it's like mid toward like knees to armpits. This is what you see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess we'll watch their butt stance or whatever. There were a lot of instances of tight shots that could have been better had they not been quite so tight. It's uh-huh. like they got new zooms on their camera and wanted to show them off. <laughs> so, yeah, that does that does happen. Um, obviously a drum machine again because Sheila's out front. Mm-hmm. It was um, a little too loud. The drum machine, the yeah. drums in it? No. Oh, all right. I kind of like the live version. Um, oh, I liked it fine. I just wish the drum machine, it was a little overpowering. You and your overpowering.
blaring drums and horns. I'm sorry, these things were too loud in the mix for me. Alright. Prince takes to the top of a piano for the guitar solo. Uh-huh. But right before he does that, did you see Greg Book Brooks wheelbarrow cat across yeah. the stage behind <laughs> Prince? Out loud. I was like, what <laughs> is happening here? It's the kind of thing that, like, my dad did with me as a child, you know? Hey, Daddy, will you hold my feet and maybe a wheelbarrow? <laughs> and we've got grown people doing this. Yep. Um, silliness, no harm, no foul. No, it I was also noticed fun. there's some porn parts at the end of You Got the Look that sound a lot like Batman. Oh. There, it, it happens like three or four times. I think, obviously, way too early. Prince had no clue that that was coming in his future, but it just kind of stood out to me like. Oh, interesting. Man, Sheila's white top is so sheer, she almost shouldn't even bother to have had a top on. Yeah, that's it's true. She, she's wearing that outfit, yeah, and it's, it's just... cut twice across her. Yeah, it, it, well, and I mean, it's like, she's obviously not wearing underwear with it, because there's nowhere for the underwear to be. There are a lot of people and, in this video that aren't wearing underwear, oh. including Prince himself. <laughs> that's fair. But she wears the same... Cut yeah. of an outfit later, yeah. but in pink, and the material has a little bit of a texture to it, yeah. and it helps it a lot. Quite so sheer. It wasn't so lewd. Yeah. I that lewd is the word that came to mind mm. with the white one, but I'm like, well, Thank I mean, it was a party. Yeah, it was a party. She looked amazing. It wasn't like she looked not yeah. To nice Prince's in it. credit, I mean, he didn't put Wally in that. <laughs> <laughs> Wally most certainly had some Grundies on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was some support going on there. He had a support act. Sheila did not. Yep. And then and, the grand finale. Yep. You know, up to now, I'm like, it's been two hours, and I haven't seen hide nor hair of any Miles Davis yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew that going into it, but it's... I think this was a little overhyped by the estate as I the agree. Miles Davis thing, um, because... If you're a Miles Davis fan and you bought this set for this DVD to see Miles Davis and hear Miles Davis live. Uh-huh. You spent a lot of money for like yeah, four you, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You sure did. Yep. Um, so another costume change for Prince. Black pants with prints imprinted on them and peach. Uh-huh. Uh, Very love sexy look. Yes. Totally love sexy. Uh-huh. Actually the same uh, Prince logo that you'll see in the Alphabet Street video that was like in a green teal color. Mm-hmm. He's got a leather jacket with diamond studs that's real similar or identical to the one worn on the Kiss mm-hmm. single cover. Yep, and there's a mirrored heart on the back of it. Yes. Yep. Yep. He would wear that uh, in the Love Sexy tour also, specifically. I remember him wearing it uh, during Bob George. Oh, okay. That was his Bob George jacket. <laughs> and they didn't make us wait through the whole... Long logistical time between oh, for the encore for the encore. There, there was a cut there because they all they came out. They look all fresh. They everybody's do. everybody's clothes are changed. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I'm like, how does Prince? How do all of them look so good? I'm like, what product were they putting in their hair <laughs> to have it 
look so like fresh and bouncy and clean or was it completely frigid in there so that they just weren't sweating? Well, I'm sure it wasn't warm outside. Well, I know. It was like inside. Who knows? It starts off as kind of a, just a fun jam, like mm-hmm. the concert film or like the encore for the Holland show that we covered in our last episode, mm-hmm. uh, including Prince taking over the drums for Sheila so she can come out and deliver her trans-Mississippi rap. Yeah, a truncated version of it here. It was yeah. not as long. It was not as long, and the whole thing to me was kind of muddled, like... She was not saying the words, but kind of making sounds that are close the way that <laughs> I would have sung it, maybe. <laughs> you know? And then we get a lot of fun going on with uh, new dances that Prince wants to introduce. And he mm-hmm. says, I ain't talking about a house quake. Mm-hmm. Not the five, the six, he calls out. And it's Madhouse Sing, Madhouse Six that the band plays. Not, a little bit. Quake. not the five, the six. While that's going on, we had to rewind it a couple times to see when Miles Davis actually snuck on the stage. Yep. Um, but it's, yeah, it's during that part mm-hmm. of Madhouse 6. Yep. He slips on stage right as Prince is talking about Housequake. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Davis seems to have a bit of a technical issue. Yeah, you noticed this. I completely missed it. I don't yeah. know if I was making notes or what happened. As yeah. Because he, he does... He is a little, start to play and there ain't no song. There's nothing going on. he like is trying to figure out if he's just not hearing it in his earpiece. <laughs> Said I'm so glad Prince had a career after this because he looked like he was going to murder someone. Yeah, you're, he was you're right. so angry. It was that quiet like anger that a person has that you know they're really really mad because. They look calm mad. Yeah, like they're trying to decide what kind of effing action they're going to take next because they're so infuriated. Yep. Am I going to rip off his ear or pull out his toenails first? Or maybe pull his tongue through his ear. (laughs) Yeah. And use it to wrap up the toenails that I rip off with bamboo shoots. (laughs) But Uh, they seem to get that sorted. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah. Um, Boy, the, the... I think the price of admission here is almost Miles Davis playing little trumpet parts and Prince scatting them back oh, with his falsetto. It that was is amazing. just so wonderful. Yeah. like they gave Miles Davis this space of about three minutes to come out and just improvise whatever he wanted to play, whatever he did would work, and just trust in his expertise, Um, and then he vanished. Yeah. You know? He just, like, disappears off the stage. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Um, And so just like that, Miles vanishes, and Prince picks up where he left off with his brand new dance, but this time he is talking about the housequake, and Mm -hmm. we get a little bit of housequake mixed in. Housequake! Brags on his band a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've got the funkiest band in show business. We'll take all comers. We don't discriminate. <laughs> Just look at Miko's pants, he said. Just the <laughs> pants alone. 
I'm like, well, like Christy said, I guess we can't look at his shirt. <laughs> Somebody tell me I ain't got the funkiest band in show business. We'll take all comers. We don't mind. We don't discriminate. Look at Miko's pants. Just, just, just the pants alone. People, people, no, no. And then Bonnie Boyer brings back Boney Maroney. <laughs> <laughs> chain of Fools, yeah. actually, yeah. is what I'm talking about. Chain, chain, chain. Uh-huh. It was so good. It was great. Chain, chain, chain. Some mother popcorn, mm-hmm. which is vaguely Super referenced cool. in Get Off. This part seemed really improvised yeah. to me too, because like Prince like gets a wild hair and runs over to his yeah. his piano and starts pounding away, and Cat sees him over there and goes and dances behind him, and yeah. it seemed real like loose and freeform and totally yeah. I love when Prince looks at the crowd and says, Y'all want an awful lot for $200. (laughs) That was very funny. Yes. Y'all want an awful lot for $200. No, just kidding. Um, And then the insult fest. Oh, gosh, it was funny. And Prince, like, just really enjoyed it and wished he were a little quicker. You could tell, like, I wish I could think of more insults faster. Well, a lot of them were picked up from chlorine bacon skin and or tricky. Time track, yeah, um, was lifted that by you, big old no talent, you know, yeah, blankety blank blank. So he Brooks is the recipient of most of these insults. In fact, Prince at one point asked for a spotlight to be put on him so he can talk about him. <laughs> Brooks, your big Ben Casey shoe wearing. Mouth hanging open, wish he could come. But then John Bream, journalist in Minneapolis, gets in on the insult fest also. Prince calls him Grover from Sesame Street looking. <laughs> Hold on, break it down. John Bream, why you big? Fire hydrant head looking. Big seven eyed. Grover from Sesame Street looking, you big, why you big, dot, 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 I got oil on my hand. <laughs> and he laughed himself at that one, that was fun. Yeah. yeah, and more falsetto scatting happens, just Prince Solo, which is great. Then there's there was this part that I was like, what? Wait, where is that from? When he sings, "Put your love down, baby, when your money gets shot," but he does it in kind of this muddle. Voice kind of mumbling a little bit. I'm like, oh, it's Alphabet Street, which we haven't even heard yet. Uh huh. Not released. Not released. Um, we know that it was, um, you know, recorded shortly thereafter. Maybe parts of it were being worked on in Prince's brain, but that was very fun to kind of notice. Oh, there's a little snippet there from Alphabet Street that we get to hear in It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night. Mm hmm. We finally get to see 
the kangaroo. That's right. They do dance the kangaroo. Uh-huh. Which is exactly what you think it was yes, going to it be. Is. Just hopping. It is. It's a lot like the housequake. Yep. Lots of calls for cold sweat on the horns. Yep. Uh, the James Brown song. And then back for the very, very, very end to It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night with Prince kind of rolling his eyes and yelling, hit me in the back. And Uh the horn part that plays after that um, kind of finishes out the show. Yep. We do get a few other of the call-outs that we heard before. Kick some ass, A-Train. Yep. On the one, y'all. Confusion. Confusion. All those, they were pretty fun. They were. And then, you know, it comes to an end. And you're back to the menu, but uh-huh. with no way to navigate anywhere. <laughs> At least for us, we were like, oh, we made it to the end. Here's the menu again. But surprise, it's a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about the video for You Got the Look when we covered the Oh yeah, the, the movie. concert film. Uh-huh. And I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man, because it yep. was straight from the concert, concert film. film. Yeah. So the only video we haven't talked about yet was the Sign of the Times video. Yes, those three were included here. If you remember at the top of the show, Uh us wondering, what's videos? Uh I mean, music videos for singles. Yep, and it was a lyric video. Right. Just very 80s graphics. Yeah. Like somebody just got a computer and was figuring this stuff out and decided to just make a cheap video in a weekend with lots of lyrics. I thought it was cheap looking, but really fun. Okay. Very time capsule-y. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I thought it was really cool, even though it had weird capitalization on some things. I noticed that too. Inconsistent capitalization of lyrics. Like, Uh you know... A word in a verse would be capitalized, and you're like, well, why is that capitalized? But this uh-huh. word is not. It well, make any sense. Yeah, and some things went by so fast you couldn't really, I'm like, yeah. I could probably could and should sit and dissect this thing, but we're recording when we're done with this, so I'm not uh, going to. I don't think it's worthy of that, honestly. <laughs> no. I thought it was kind of like Tron meets tic-tac-toe meets early lyric video. It's floating black type with pink shadows and geometry and hearts, rectangles, and triangles is, yeah. you know, what's going on here. There's also the Sign of the Times logo type. Mm-hmm. Super badly cropped in the middle of the video. It cut off the end of the word times. I'm like, you guys own these assets. Come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I get that it was an early experiment and that kind of stuff, but looking back on it now, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I liked it. Um, I thought it was fun and innovative for the time. Yeah. But whatever. According to Prince Vault, it's only the second video that doesn't include an appearance by Prince, with the first one being the Paisley Park video from 1985. Mm -hmm. Yep. The other thing we should also mention, when you play the concert, you get a fun little shut up already sample before (laughs) Uh the concert starts. So there was like a little... I don't know that I call it an Easter egg, but I remember when we got the Shrek DVD the first time, and <laughs> we hit play the movie, and the little pig is jumping up and down in the background or something. <laughs> play, play the, the movie. movie, yeah, play. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> That's fun. All right. Well, I'm. Not, I don't think I can include videos for all of this stuff on our social media like I normally do. Would include 
uh, songs, I'll, if as many as I can find, I'll include on our social media and lyrics that I can find, I'll put on our social media. I'll put as many interesting things there as I can, but you can find those on Facebook, the Mountains and the Sea of Prince podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast, or you can send us an email at tmatspodcast at gmail.com. Now we've reached the end of the things we're going to cover. So we're going to choose three things. We choose a time capsule, a sea, and a mountain. That is true. The time capsule exemplifies the time at which the material was recorded or when it was released. I don't think we'll have a hard time finding a 1987 time capsule. And since these are my rules, I go first. The overlays of the two images and the frequency with which it was used. I have photographs of myself from elementary school where they did this, where you're looking and smiling and then you have the wistful expression where you're looking off to the side. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about how I want to be anywhere but here Uh in the studio with this creepy man taking my picture. (laughs) And they did that at school. Yeah, they did. This was an at-school-like picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that screams 80s to me. Oh. I would say it does, but we talked about the Raven to the Year 2000 video filmed on the same stage at Paisley Park and having the same effects and the same cheesiness and like they learned nothing from <laughs> the experiments that they tried out in 1987 when the place opened. So I sat here for as long as I could trying to nail down a time capsule. And my question is, can the entire thing count from start <laughs> <Sure>. to finish? <laughs> New Year's Eve, 1987, every damn thing about it screams <laughs> a time capsule. There's nothing that looks Older than 1987 to me, and there's nothing that looks more forward-thinking than 1987 (laughs) to me from the time you hit play concert until the part that we ended up back at a menu that didn't even work. Yep. (laughs) All right, the C, the low point, the thing that we like the least. The S-E-A. Uh-huh. That's why we're the mountains and the sea. That's right. That's right. I'm glad we finally explained that. (laughs) So um, I'm choosing the same thing for my C that I chose for my time capsule because I found it really annoying with the overlays. I really just wanted a straight shot. Okay. Well, if I can count the entire show DVD as a time capsule, you can use the same thing twice. (laughs) Okay. Um, My C is the overhyping of Miles Davis's appearance on this DVD. I knew what to expect, you know, having been familiar with Mm -hmm. the show but I think it's just uh, really unfair to make that the lead on what this DVD contains. It ought to be check out the mad improvisational live performance skills of one of the greatest musicians who ever lived. And that's Prince, uh, especially at the end of the DVD for the finale. Um, Miles Davis's appearance is almost like, uh, can I play with you? It's like, yeah, well, this is nice to have, but is there anything really that special about what Miles Davis did on stage with a trumpet? It was very subdued. You know, maybe he was not trying to upstage anyone, and there were uh, there were other horn players there. Right. But it was just uh, way overblown, his contributions and appearance on the DVD, I thought, was overhyped. I agree. Absolutely. All right. And then the mountain, the thing that we like the most, the tippy top. 
Yes. And I think for this one, my mountain is just that this was included instead mm-hmm. of including, which I know they didn't include the concert video because there was copyright issues with it. Yep. I'm kind of glad because this is different and fun and something that had been bootlegged and is now official Yep, and more people get to see it that way and get to see it complete. And that's my mountain. It's just that we get it, that we included that something new was included. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Um, I'm giving it to, even though I feel like Miles Davis's appearance was overhyped and not super special, it's going to be a beautiful night, even though it's so long, it's like 20 some odd minutes Mm -hmm. long, but what a great example of Prince's brilliance live and how ready his band is for anything, even overcoming technical issues and uh, having a good time and um, featuring one of his idols and Miles Davis and sharing a stage with him and the improv scatting that goes on during that and then how ready the band is for all the different directions that Prince makes them go yeah, um, is really impressive. So that one's mine and it was really fun to watch. Yes, it was really fun to watch. All right. Yep. Well, that's great. So what are we going to talk about next time? We've got many more episodes planned for Sign of the Times Super Deluxe Edition, even though uh, we've reached the end of the official set. There's a ton more material that was not included, and we've already covered some of that in our lead-up to the Super Deluxe Edition set. Um, But what's up next is Madhouse 8, B-Sides and Remixes. It is going to be the first time we've covered an instrumental album on this show, and neither one of us are music scholars, so you're going to hear a couple idiots talk about (laughs) music and no lyrics to uh, dissect. Um, And unfortunately for you all, we've got Madhouse 8 and Madhouse 16 on deck to get to. (laughs) We're not going to do them right in a row, though, to give our minds a break from instrumental albums. So we're tackling Madhouse 8 first, and then we've got a little something special to throw in between. And then we'll get to Madhouse 16 after that. Super cool. Super cool. Well, do rate and review wherever you get your podcast because that helps us get found and you know what tell a friend because it's way more fun when you can listen to a friend and talk with them about the show afterwards and listen to the music again with them fresh because it's so much fun so we hope that you will do that and until next time happy purple listening thanks for being with us